Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin Nabiyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in Amma ba'd Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending peace and blessings upon our beloved messenger Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us once again on the blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this a gathering of forgiveness for all of us such that when we leave this gathering we leave with our sins forgiven Ameen Ya Rabbil Alameen for indeed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned in a hadith that from one Jumu'ah to the next Jumu'ah is like a sin or is like an expiation of the sins of the believers. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ayyuhal Muslimun, Subhanallah, we find that we are living in trying times. We are living in days of fitna and days of fasad where things are just getting worse and worse out there, especially with social media and the reach that the kuffar have towards the whole world and that includes the muslimin subhanallah we find ourselves in days of what is the month of or the, the month of pride where this is supposed to be the month where everybody is proud to come out and say that they are homosexual or that they are tolerant of this idea or this agenda that's being pushed across the globe wallahu musta'an even in the children's cartoons we see now recently there's scenes where homosexuality is taking place and this is the agenda of the kuffar the agenda of the kuffar is to spread their message in whichever way they possibly can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says inna ladhina kafaru yunfiquna amwalahum fi أو ينفقون أموالهم ليصدوا عن سبيل الله. That indeed the kuffar, the disbelievers, they spread and they spend of their wealth to turn people away from the path of Allah. ليصدوا عن سبيل الله. They will spend billions and billions of dollars for one aim. ليصدوا عن سبيل الله. And that is to turn us and everybody away from the path of Allah. So as Muslimun, we praise Allah. We say Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil Islam. We praise Him and we thank Him for this ni'mah of Al-Islam. This ni'mah of the perfect religion, of Iman. We praise Him that He has guided us to this. That He has guided us to believing in Him, to believing in the Qur'an, to believing in the messengers and the angels and so forth. Because Wallahi, there's no bounty and no ni'mah that's greater than this. Subhanallah, some of us, we've been born Muslim, raised Muslim. What have we done to earn this bounty? Subhanallah, we need to question and we need to therefore be thankful and grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah azza wa jal says, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ That only few of my slaves are truly grateful. Only few, a little of my slaves are truly grateful. Wallahu musta'an. 
So our duty as Muslims is becoming more and more serious towards ourselves first and foremost and towards our families and towards our companions, our friends, our neighbors and our communities. Our duty is becoming greater. This amana of Islam is becoming greater because it's a, it's a ni'mah Allah has given us it is not just for us. لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. A well-known famous hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "None of you will truly believe. You can never reach proper true iman until you love for your brother what you love for yourself." We should love this Islam for every person. We should love this bounty of Islam and iman. For every single person. And just based upon this, we should strive to increase our knowledge of Islam. We should strive to become better Muslims so that we can convey this message to others. So that we can convey this perfect religion, this bounty to others, and not just keep it to ourselves. <coughs> The Prophet said, convey from me, even if it is one, one verse, one ayah, whatever it is that we know we can convey, something simple, but convey this message, because spread this message of Al-Islam, because there's nothing that's going to save this ummah, or save the world, sorry, not just the ummah, there's nothing that can save the people, all of mankind, except Al-Islam. Except Al-Islam. So our duty as Muslims, our responsibility is great. It's something great. It's an amana that we've undertaken. Because it's not just for us. Islam is not a nafsi, nafsi religion. We have to benefit others. We have to benefit our families first and foremost. Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'ulun an ra'iyatihi. Prophet sallallahu said, each and every one of you, you are a shepherd. And you're going to be asked about your flock. You are all men, all men. You are the man of the household. You are in charge of your household. Whatever happens there, you are going to be asked about it. Whatever you allow to happen there, you will be asked about it. Your children, you will be asked about them. How did you raise them? How did you allow them to spend their time? What school did you send them to? What friends did you allow them to hang out with? What did you allow them to watch and listen to? Every single thing Allah is going to question you. Oh men. It's by time we realize we are men. And we are the men of our households. We are men over our women. And we have to be men over our women. And we are men over our children. No matter the agenda of the West or the kuffar of liberalism and feminism and modernism and e equality and so forth. We rule with the sharia. Even if we're living in a state of kufr, meaning a kuffar land. Our homes, we rule the Sharia law. 
as far as we can. Where it's permitted, yani, we don't mean you go chop off somebody's head in your home or you kill somebody in your home or flog somebody in your home. No. That's for government, meaning in an Islamic state. But in our control, we only allow things that Allah allows in our home. And we forbid what Allah forbids in our homes. This is the men of the ummah. This is what's required of us. Allah speaks and He says the men, they have been given authority over the woman. They have been given an authority over the woman. So before we point fingers at the woman and blame the woman and so forth, the finger gets pointed at us. How did we live? What did we allow in our women? What did we allow in our homes? How did we allow them to dress? And so forth. Subhanallah. And this is the concept of ghayrah. In Islam, we have a concept of ghayrah, which is protective jealousy. We are men who are protective of our homes, of our children, of our wives. That we hate for them to be seen. They are, they belong to us, meaning we are in authority over them. And we need to protect them. But this comes with proper protection, meaning the way Allah has instructed. Not in an extreme way, but with the boundaries of the Sharia. Ayyuhal Muslimun, to implement this, this can only come with knowledge. This can only come with talabatul ilm, with seeking knowledge of the deen of Allah. If we don't know what Allah says, if we don't know what the sunnah says, how are we going to implement? How are we going to understand what is right, what's wrong? How do we guide? How do we prevent misguidance? Knowledge is the head. Or knowledge comes first and foremost before everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا إِيمَانَهُمْ بِظُلْمٍ أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ in a time of fitna, in a time of fasad, Allah has given us a key to safety. Allah is telling us the people who will be rightly guided. In Surah Al-An'am, Allah says, And those who truly believe, the people of Iman, the people who worship Allah alone, and they do not mix their iman with zulm. The word zulm in Arabic usually translates to wrongdoing or oppression, transgression. Zulm is anything that's wrong, anything that's oppressive is zulm. Allah says, these people, they do not mix their iman with zulm. For them, Allah says, Ula'ika lahumul am. For them, there will be security and safety. They will be kept safe. muhtadun, And they will be rightly guided. Allah is promising two things. Safety and guidance. Safety in this world and in the akhirah. Safety on qiyamah. From all of the terrors of qiyamah. Safety. 
and you'll be rightly guided in this world such that you will achieve Jannah bi'idhnillah. When the Sahaba heard this ayah, they began to panic. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, who from amongst us is free from dhulm? Which person doesn't commit sin? All of us, we somehow fall into sin. So how are we safe? How do we not mix our iman with dhulm? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, dhulm is not what you think it is in this context. Did you not hear what the righteous servant said? And he referred to Luqman alayhi salam. Where Luqman, he said to his son, Ya bunayya, la tushrik billah. Inna shirka la dhulmun azim. Oh my beloved son, do not associate partners with Allah. Do not commit shirk. Because shirk is the greatest of oppression. It's the greatest of all zulm. There's no zulm bigger than shirk. There's no wrong bigger than shirk. And in a hadith, the Prophet sallallahu explains this and he says, O Mu'adh, do you know the rights of Allah over his slaves and the slaves' right over Allah? He said, Allah the Messenger knows best. He says, the right of Allah over his slaves is that the slave does not worship none but him. This is haq. The moment we take that right away, it becomes dhulm, becomes oppression, where we worship other than Allah Azza wa Jal. And then he said, and the right of the slave over Allah, how can a slave have a right over Allah? He said, if that slave worships him alone, Allah will not punish him. Allah will not punish him. And this is the virtue of Tawheed. The virtue and status of Tawheed is such that if we love for Allah Azza wa Jal alone and we dedicate our obedience and worship to Him alone, inshaAllah Allah will forgive all of our sins and He will not punish us. And what did the verse in Surah Al-An'am say? أُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمُ الْأَمْنُ وَهُمْ مُهْتَدُونَ They will be kept safe. And they will be rightly guided. If we take this verse in today's context, the fitna and fasad that we briefly touched on, that's happening out there in this world, which is only getting worse. It's not going to stop, it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. Because every agenda that's pushed, we see it is backed by money, it's backed by power and influence. As we said, the Quran says that kuffar they spend to turn you away from the path of Allah. And this happens on every platform. You put on Netflix, it's happening. It's there for what purpose? To turn you away from the path of Allah. You're putting on Disney for your children, it's there. It's to turn them away from the path of Allah. And this is the haq. How do we protect ourselves? How do we save ourselves from this fitna and fasad? It's to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to learn who He is. And this is Tawheed. What is Tawheed? Tawheed is to know Allah firstly. It's to know who Allah is as the Rabb, as the Lord of everything in existence, Rabbul Alameen. And to know the actions of Allah. Like he's the creator and the provider and the manager of all affairs and so forth. 
And this is things that's innate within us. We know this, alhamdulillah. But wallahi, this is not sufficient. Because Tawheed is more than that. Tawheed is more than knowing Allah is my Rabb. Allah has created me. Tawheed is to know who Allah is by His names and His perfect attributes. Allah says to us, to Allah belongs the most beautiful of names. So worship Him through those names. Learn who Allah is. Study the names of Allah. Did we know that Allah has more than 99 names? More than 99 names? In fact, only Allah knows how many names He has. But to memorize 99 of them, and to know them, and to live by those names, you will get Jannah bi'ithnillah. But He has more than that. And He has more than 20, 30, 40, 50 attributes. Only Allah knows how many attributes He has. Allah has attributes of perfection. Attributes of perfection that we need to study and learn so that we can know our Rabb. Afdalul ilm, ma'rifatullah. Ibn al Qayyim rahimahullah he said, the greatest of all knowledge is the knowledge of Allah. Which means to know who Allah is. Man arafahu ahabbahu la mahalah. He said, whoever knows Allah. He will love him unconditionally. To appreciate the worship of Allah, we need to know the one who we're worshipping. If we don't know our Rabb, how are we going to fear him? If we don't know Allah Azza wa Jal, how are we going to appreciate waking up for him and praying towards him? How do we appreciate spending 120,000 rand to go for Hajj? We don't do this to show people I'm a Haji. We don't do this because I fulfilled it and it's done. That every cent is spent to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To know Allah has instructed this upon me and I have to do this for His sake. He's my creator. And so forth. With every act of worship, if we don't know our Rabb, how are we going to live for His sake? How are we going to wake up every morning and appreciate that life and work during that day for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. So knowledge comes first and foremost and especially the knowledge of Tawheed. It does not fall into the misconception we are Muslims, we are all upon Tawheed. We don't need to learn Tawheed. Wallahi, Tawheed is a science that you can study for years and years and years and years. So let us learn Tawheed. Who is Allah? Who is the Rabb? What makes him the Rabb? And from there, let us not mix this belief with dhulm. Let us not mix this belief with what is dhulm? With shirk with Allah. He's our maker, but we turn to other than him. In times of difficulty, we find ourselves connected to other than him. We put our trust in other than him. Trust, tawakkul, reliance is an ibadah. It's not just a concept. It's an act of worship. When you put your trust into something, this is ibadah, it's worship. 
when we fear something, it can become an act of worship depending on the type of fear. But this is connected with Tawheed of Allah. And so we shouldn't assume we know Allah, Allah is my creator, that's Tawheed. Tawheed is much more than this. Uh, Jummah khutbah is not enough to give this subject its due haq. It's our duty to go and learn it. To go and study the Tawheed of Allah. What is Tawheed of worship? What is worship? Ad-du'a huwa al-ibadah, for example. The Prophet wasallam said, du'a is worship. Yet we have Muslims who make du'a to other than Allah. You have Muslim leaders who will say it's okay to ask the dead person instead of asking Allah. Or to ask via a dead person. Or to say, madad, ya ghawth, ya madad, ya jilani. To turn to another person and say, help me and assist me. But this is worship. Yet they recite this on a daily basis. Knowledge is your key. Knowledge is your savior. And if that's the one message you take from the khutbah, Alhamdulillah, we've learned something. And that is we need to seek knowledge. Every single one of us. From the cradle to the grave. And this is a statement of I think Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. It's not a hadith. From cradle to the grave is a statement of one of the imams. But it's a true statement that knowledge never stops. And knowledge is our key to saving ourselves from all type of fitna, from all type of facade. Without knowledge, you won't be able to distinguish is this something good or something bad? Is this agenda that's being pushed something good or something bad? Is this in alignment with the Sharia or not? Without knowledge, how do we distinguish? How do we judge? Knowledge is the criterion. So let us all make a sincere intention, inshaAllah ta'ala, that we will start to seek knowledge. We'll be a bit more eager, but more serious to find ways to seek knowledge. And today it's just like haram has become easy, this has also become easy. This has also become easy. Knowledge is apparent, it's there, but we need to seek it. Imam Malik rahimahullah, he said, Knowledge is something that you must come to. It doesn't come to you. It doesn't come. You must go to it. It's not going to just come and say, yeah, take me, bismillah. It's something that we have to strive to. Go and find it. Go seek it from its people, from the true scholars of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So inshallah ta'ala, my time has basically come to an end. To summarize our khutbah, we've spoken about the importance of seeking knowledge. We've spoken about the importance of Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala especially in worship and especially in knowing Him knowing Him so that we can appreciate worshipping Him and we've spoken about the agendas of the kuffar and how they are constantly going to be spending and pushing agendas liyasuddu an sabilillah which is nothing but to turn us away from the path of Allah to be able to protect ourselves we need to know who Allah is. We need to know His deen. And we need to live according to this deen. If we live by this deen, inshaAllah, we will be saved with dunya wal akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. We ask Him to protect our families, our offspring, and our communities from all types of misguidance. 
and that he guides us and that he grants us Jannatul Firdaus. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa at astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.